Exactly what I say. Is, is that that is exactly what I say. Is that a good one? Do it one more time. We are here for another episode of Diapers and Haircuts. I am your boy Los, aka Mr. Crop Circle himself, right on the break. Look at that. Ooh, I am here with your boy Drew. Welcome, welcome to welcome, Drew. How are you doing? Hey, bud. Uh, I'm good, man. You know. Just, I'm tired. I'm not gonna lie. I, I am exhausted. You? I am. Can we? I am tired too. Why are you tired? My work schedule. Literally, I'm gonna just tell you one day on my work schedule. It was the biggest day, so I'm gonna brag a little bit, maybe embellish a bit. Mm. I got to work at 2 p.m., did not get off that bitch till 6 30 the next morning. So I'm basically running on phone fumes right now as we sitting here recording this episode, right? Why are you tired, my guy? Let me tell you one of these days of my week and then kind of take you to where I am now. So I was uh, at my job. Uh, we provide filters for um, Calvin County Schools. Okay. So the filters are a very pricey filter. Um, but it's supposed to help prevent the spread of um, COVID-19 getting airborne and stuff like that, right? Right, right, right. Um, but also, that aside, we still offer filters because it goes in, you, you know, your um, your furnace and your air handlers and stuff like that, right? Right, right, um, right. But um, for us, we do business-to-business sales. So we sell to contractors. So okay. Contractors come to your home and, you know, give you the price. Right. But... Um, Homeowners can come in and buy filters. As long as it's something that they don't need a license to purchase, a homeowner can come in and buy, right? Okay, okay. Um, so this guy bought filters. He bought two of them, $10 worth. And our company has a policy that if you pay cash, you don't get a refund. Oh, shit. So He paid cash? He paid cash. But the, the, the instance is um, at my branch, I have everybody trained that if someone is, go- is plan- looking to pay cash, right. they have to come in and wait until everything is in and then pay cash makes sense okay because yeah, like i get it when, i get when, it i get it when we have an order sometimes it's not all the way full we got to make a transfer from a different store or whatever, right, right 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 so i had this kid filling in and he let the dude go ahead and pay for it and when i got two filters in and here's here's how of a fucked up experience it is i remember the exact size of the filter he needed uh 16 and three eighths by 21 and a half okay our hub sent us 16 and a half by 21 and a half Ooh, okay and it's, it's just not gonna work right right, right? it's not gonna I, fit if, if i even tried to just tell him he'd slap the shit on me right? right 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 so also my branch is the only branch with like almost over fifty thousand different types of sizes of filters so okay i kind of know a thing about filters now right <laughs> and what's the problem is that the second location that has even more filters is our hub and these fuckers can't pull the right fucking filter somebody's dyslexic and it, it, it's a thing it is a thing because <laughs> it's, i've i fucked up I'm, I'm just gonna be honest i fucked up before but like these are things where it's like it's only two filters it's, it's not yeah. like i'm asking you to pull you know 153 filters right right, right so i didn't give you a list of 50 of them Right. So I had to drive out to my neighboring store in Alexandria. Okay. What are we talking about? 40, 40 minutes? Yeah. Pretty okay. much over the bridge, right over by, by Eisenhower. Okay. Down the street from uh, Aaron's job. And um, from there, we have... Uh, I get there. The filters that they have is the right size. It's the wrong model. 
So it don't fit still. It it fits, but it's the wrong model. Okay. So most homeowners okay. take, take pleated filters. Okay. This was just a standard regular bitch ass filter that you know, and th- those are like less than so. Right. People prefer you know pleated pleated filters. filters. So I had to, and the manager he's um he's fairly new, so he doesn't know filters and stuff like that. So I had to tell him like, yo, your entire stock that you have here is wrong. You need to get this fixed and sent back to the hub. And have them send you the, the correct ones. Right, right, right. The next closest store that has filters is Woodbridge. Even further. I had to get up wee hours in the morning. So didn't get that much sleep because I had to go home and do Lipco things. Then Shout out to Lipco 2021. Shout, shout out to Lipco. Then uh had to get up and then head down to Woodbridge. Six o'clock in the morning. So yeah. averaging about like three hours of sleep. Right. And get the filters. They're right. They're perfect. Okay, okay. Pristine. I was about to say something happened to Woodbridge. <laughs> Pristine. Drive all the way back. And this was the day that we had, like, it rained all day. Oh, the filter didn't get wet, did it? They didn't get wet. Okay. But I had those filters. I don't know. If, well, you're not on Twitter right now because your shit's fucked up. Yeah. But I posted out a tweet of those two filters saying, like, it was some it was some condescending. It was like, you know, very shitty day. But these filters, you know, make makes it worth it. Right. So when the guy came... I told him what I had to go through to get those fucking filters. <laughs> and I was uh, highly upset, but it's one of those things where, like, for me, you know, my background's always been, like, customer satisfaction. Customer service. So, he really said thank you, and I appreciate that, because he was kind of a dick at first. Nice. But, um... Well, not nice about being a dick, but yeah, nice on a thank you. Yeah, but uh, it, it was still one of those things where, like, I, that's kind of an out-of-character thing with me as well, too, but, like, I wanted him to know, like, hey... You would have been fucked if I wasn't a, 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 a asshole. A stand would have been individual, like, you know right? what I mean. Yeah. And the the cool thing about it that same day we had a company superlative meeting. And I actually won rookie of the year. So hey. It was a very shitty day. Round clap, like, round clap for the rookie of the year. Yeah, hey. you know what I'm saying. Hey, hey, hey. But um, from there, just like how you said, like like working all day, right? So doing the job, come home, do Libco things. Um, and then now podcast things as well. At the right, same time. right, right. And then, you know, try to make sure we fit in time for husband and wife, yep. all that stuff. Right. And it's, it's, it's a juggle. Um, the wife is more so upset because there's, there's not that much husband and wife time. It's yeah. more, um, co-owner. I get it. Time, you yep. know, and it, it, I get where she's coming from, but for me, my thing is like, we're we're riding a wave of free publicity, right? That we can't let the tide die, right? You know, right, right. It's just one of those things. So, um, you know, and and that's just us going going back and forth, and it's a growing pain because mm-hmm. also, you know, when Libco makes it, you know what I mean. We have staff and we have people underneath us, and we don't have to do all this shit anymore, right? You know, and we can pay somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. Then you know we can sit back, but it's just one of those things. Where, like starting out. And this is always that grind when, when you're starting a business, like trying to get off the ground, trying to see it through and all that mm-hmm. stuff. This is that part where it's like either you sink or you swim. Yep. Most people say, well, what's the saying, right? You quit a nine to five job in order to work all day for the company that you own. Yeah. Right. So um, when you're an employee of something, right, you have a punch in, you got a time clock, you have, they have a certain amount of money that they can allocate to you and your job and your position. But when you own the company, you are the company, right? right? Right. So if the company's open, guess what? You're open too. Right. So um but yeah, that's that's the that's the business of life. There was a uh a live last night with uh, Black Black and uh Sean and he dropped a gem. And we always cuz when we do our lives, we kind of drop gems and people call each other out on it. But I'm calling him out on it. Shout out to Sean Taylor. This man said there is no substitution for e- execution. Oh no, not at all. Clap it up for you know clap I mean? it up for him right now. Oh like, what? That one when I heard that, like I was like I was up last night on a laptop doing things for Livco and I was legit tired, like falling asleep. And when yep. I heard that I was like, Motherfucker, what? You got hit with that extra boost of yeah, energy. Yeah, it was like, you know, the the Kaioken times ten. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's go. Yep. So I call it the second win. For sure. Yep. For sure. I for get sure. it. Anything else going on with you? You man, listen, you got a boatload of shit on your end, bro. And I'm just like, damn. 
But I love it though. I love it. It's black it's excellence good. at its finest you know, right now. The biggest thing is that we we got to do what we got to do to get it done. You know. My end. Um. Well, shit. Uh. Last episode, I think, or maybe two episodes ago, I forget. Well, we, I was talking about the getting a promotion and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's been, you know, the number one, uh, focus of mine right now. Um. Outside of the family life and all that kind of stuff, but as far as work wise, that's been the number one aspect of my job. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's been great, right? Um, I sat down with a um, couple of guys that, you know, work in finance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they, they broke down how my job breaks down the numbers. And these mm -hmm. are things that I'm going to need to know and be an expert at at the next level. Yeah. Um, and, and everything that they're telling me, guess what? I'm figuring out a way to apply it to uh, Libco, right? Okay. Or, you know, different things that we have going up, whether it's, you know, possibly JM Sense or Libco or whatever we got going on. We yeah. always coming up with some reason to make businesses, right? Yeah. Um on a on the back end, man, I, I just been putting in a lot of work at the job. Like like I said earlier in the episode, it was two PM I go in, I'm not getting off until six thirty. Um the day before I got in at four, you know, I got in earlier. I'm pulling like fourteen hours. 14, 15 hours a day at this place. And I love it because I'm learning a lot. And one thing I always tell people, right, um, I'm in the business of feeding people, right? And I'm a fat guy. I love food. And I love the aspect that I have a hand in feeding people. When I was a, when I was driving, when I first started with the company, I would knock on, you know, customers' doors. And they'd be going through their different things. And they have different reasons why they can't make it to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And that's why I make the deliveries, right? Mm -hmm. um, one day I come in and the, the the lady or whoever I'm delivering to will be going through chemo, right? One day she'd meet me at the door. Hi, how you doing? Good morning. That kind of thing. Next day, next week I come to her house, you know, deliver her week's worth of groceries. And she's laying on the couch. She can't move. Right. She's tired. The door is left open for me to come in. And those are the type of things that touched my heart when I was, you know, working for the job. Like me being a fat guy. I know I joke about the fat nigga that love food and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Food is like one of the necessities of this world. Right. And not everybody has the has the opportunity to go and get it or has the well-being to go and get it. Mm. And for me to be put a hand in actually making a delivery to you. I mean, at first, as a driver, I was only dealing with the one customers that I was delivering to. Mm. Now I've expanded to where I'm controlling, you know, uh, any amount of deliveries on a given shift, mm. right? I'm doing things for um, uh, food and friends. Mm. That's a that's a thing that we, um, well, my job partners with food and friends doing like the the Thanksgiving months and stuff like that to get um, actually throughout the year, but a major role is doing the Thanksgiving months to feed families that can't feed themselves or help or need help feeding their families through Thanksgiving and Christmases and shit like that. Like yeah. I love the job that I do. Yo. Yeah. And, um, and so, yes, I complain about the 14 hours or the 15 hours or whatever I'm putting in at work, but I legit like what I do. Mm. So the hours fly by like, like nobody's business. Mm. I love that shit. It's kind of the same thing for me. Like it, it's a give and take and like a love hate relationship. Because like mm -hmm. I said, like the biggest thing, like with my specific branch is like, I'm supplying filters for kids to go to school right. and, be, and, and be safe. And I feel good about that. Right. Um, but then also it is a HVAC distributor. So like we sell to contractors who are actually going out there to, to people who don't have heat right now yep. in the summertime who don't have air. Right. And that's anywhere between, you know, newer, younger families, apartment buildings, and that's a whole slew of people with ailments and all that stuff or whatever disabilities, or if they're just regular people Absolutely. Um, or, re or able bodied people, let me just say it in, in that light. And then, um, you know, um, even to the folks who are up in age in their homes and stuff like that. And, and things break. It happens. Absolutely. You know? Yep. And um, it, it's also a, a slight satisfaction because I get to see these businesses or contractors, whether they're very big like Michael and Son yep. or, you know, a Sanford and Son type operation. <laughs> and I get to see the Sanford and Son operation grow yep. to be like, you know, the, yep. the big boys and all that stuff. And I get to play a hand in that. Although I don't get to really see the customer, but I know that, for them to install something, to fix a part, or to just do a whole brand new job on, right. on a home, I know that, you know, we're setting somebody up for success to where they, that they can live their lives comfortably. I love know? it. So I, I get what you I get what you're saying when you say that. And then although 
during the pandemic when it was super shut down and stuff like that, mm -hmm. we were considered essential. Yep. You know? Yep. And we were the ones that were getting shitted on. And because, <laughs> and, like, here's the thing about it. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I love the doctors and the nurses in the hospitals. Right. I love the um, the cops and yep. the people Police, in the service officers, and all that yep. stuff. But Firefighters, like, everything. Yep. Exactly. But, like, when you go to, like, someone like Marcel, someone like you, someone yep. like me, we didn't get that recognition. Nope. You know? And it was like, oh, well. You got paid. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, yes, you have the police to keep the criminals off the street and everything in order and all that kind of stuff. You have the uh, medical uh, paramedics and stuff like that to keep people, you know, in hospitals and stuff like that. But even before, you know, during the middle of the summer, summer gets up to 100 degree heat. Who do they need to call up when right. things need to be, you know, cooled in their house to keep the paramedics from coming to their house, right? Mm -hmm. Or my end, you know, the people got to eat, right? If nobody eats, we have another problem on our hands, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, that's that's a fact that I loved what I do and, you know, you love what you do and we just move on from it from there. I love brewing beer. But go ahead. Yeah, brewing beer is fun too. <laughs> that shit is awesome. <laughs> Matter of fact, we brewed a beer over here the other day. How's that doing? It is doing great. So um, it's still sitting over there. We actually ended up pitching the uh, plum basil puree okay. about two to three days into fermentation. Okay. It's now close to about eight, nine days. So it's about done. Um, I'm thinking about taking a taste of it and doing a gravity reading on it tomorrow. Okay. And if it's about ready, I'll go ahead and put it in the keg and get it ready. Okay, um, sweet. And this is the thing like when it comes to the brewery aspect, like the, the brew schedule. So we're preparing for an event for next weekend. Mm -hmm. So this has to be on CO2 immediately so it can be yeah. ready to serve come next weekend. Right. Um, and then the following weekend, we got the exact same thing. So I need to brew tonight, tomorrow. So once when those are done from fermenting, I can get those in the vessels and go from there. And it's just trying to figure out the schedule and go from there. But like the biggest hassle is that, you know, I have a full-time essential job right. that I have to devote, you know, 12 to 15 hours to, and then try to figure out the way to make Libco work Monday through Monday. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's eight days in a week, not seven. I don't know who told you that lie. Yeah. So, can we get into the main topic? Let's get into the main topic. We talking about Dave Chappelle. Marcel's guy? <laughs> Marcel's guy. Um... So in the backstory of Dave Chappelle, I'm not going to dive too deep into it. It's just because it's it's everywhere right now. You can Google it. You can see it on YouTube. You can see it everywhere else. I'm not going to dive too deep. But the headline that caught my eye is Dave Chappelle shoots down a housing development for affordable housing. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. um, initially, what was your take on that, Drew? So initially, I'm triggered behind it because of the term affordable housing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I had to sit back when we was having a, a discussion on, you know, off, off the microphone. Um, when I hear that term, I think of, you know, um, underprivileged or, you know, um, underwhelmed African-Americans in poor society. Okay. Trying to, to get ahead. Trying right? to do better with or their lives. Try, yep. Trying to do, do better with, with their lives. Or there's some type of government assistance or something like that. Right. Right. Um, but when we dug deeper into it and, and before I get into that point and like I said, I was triggered behind it, but when it get, gets to the point, like we're talking about Ohio, you know, yes. red state, we don't really know the demographics out there. We no. don't really see it like that. Um, we don't know the crime rate. We don't know the drug rate, all yep. that stuff. And, you know, it, jokingly, I said, you know, over here is probably weed, dope, crack, whatever mm -hmm. over there is probably, you know crystal meth and fucking heroin right who knows we don't know we don't know right but um going forward you know you brought it to my attention that the affordable mm -hmm. housing that they were referring to were homes that cost like three hundred thousand dollars hold on initially when i heard it when i heard the um well well marcel actually marcel or you i want to say marcel shared it with us or was it you it was me it was you okay yeah. you shared it with us i saw it and initially i'm like Affordable housing. He shoots down affordable housing. Not Dave Chappelle, right? Not the same Dave Chappelle that ran through the specials and like and defended Daphne off. You know what I mean? Like well, not his even position that. with let's, Daphne. Let's and, go back to Chappelle from Def Comedy Jam. Right. He was 
a nobody trying to make his way. Right. You know exactly. What I mean? And um and the content of Dave Chappelle's, you know, uh whether it's skits on the Chappelle show or his stand up comedy now or his movies that he did, yes, it was some joking tones in it, but it all had a message behind it, a yeah. positive message in everything he touched. I agree. Right? And and I, I was like, all right, so maybe maybe they're kind of jumping the gun a little bit. And sure as shit, you know, as we did more research on it, that's what happened. Mm. And, you know, I was like, at first I was like, it's an investment idea, right? Maybe maybe it's because he invested so much money into the community. They don't want to throw um, uh, affordable housing up, maybe rip lowering the the money that he invested into the property because he is looking to open like two businesses. So it's like he, a cafe and a comedy club. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, okay, but the way, the way we're going to get into now what we were talking about, but the way how the media has been jumping down Dave Chappelle's throat over affordable housing and only to find out that's not what this was about. This was about, it was it was a it was a proposed plan to add 143 houses mm-hmm. with both um, affordable housing, right? And I get into that detail a little bit. And the the detail of it is the regular housing value of the houses were three hundred thousand dollars. The affordable housing were worth two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So for the affordable housing, is only fifty thousand off of the 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 dollar amount. Yeah. None of them was renting properties, right? Low rent income properties and nothing like that. None of them, some they were duplexes, they were single family homes and townhomes. And townhomes. Yeah. So where's the affordable side of it at, right? If help me out. <laughs> and on top of it, it's probably a HOA tacked in or something like that as well, right? Yes. So you know, in it's like say before you brought all this information towards today when we was having this conversation, you know. Um, as a business owner, you want people to come and spend money at your businesses. Hundred percent. And you know, there are people who definitely aren't responsible with their money because they're just big fans. And, and and it's a good ploy for Chappelle because we don't know when the next time he'll get on stage and perform. That's hundred percent true. You know what I mean? Because he's—I don't want to say he's past his prime, but he's at a point to where it's like he doesn't have to do a comedy show. That's true. So, he made some yeah, he made enough. So for him to have his own comedy club and be like at any given moment I could pop up because he pops up in DC all random. the time. Yep. It's never announced mm-hmm. and you just got to be searching shit and you'll find it online. Right. But he it's ne- and he does it all the time. So for him to have his own comedy club in his backyard, what makes you think he wouldn't do that all the time? Right. I agree. I right? completely agree. And so for that you have people that would and for me like when i first heard it like i thought it was like just a major slap in the face of black people and like i said i was triggered yep so now to where we are now it's like you know it's affordable housing whatever the case may be three hundred thousand dollar homes two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes these are folks that you know would be willing to go work for him yep these are folks that are willing to actually you know support him unconditionally as well too right because you know the middle class people like to laugh because it helps them ease their mind off of the stress of everyday life. That 10-hour workday that they're doing, right? right? Um, and, you know, just think of it like like as a comedy club, like the, the profit margin, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to pay for a ticket. So let's call it $75 right. for you and your date. Right. Then there's the, probably a two or three drink minimum. Right. Right. So call that 30 bucks. Right. Um, then, you know, you get a chicken wing platter with some fries. <laughs> That's easy 30 bucks right there. You know bro. what I mean? So, so and like look at the money that you spent on top of what you already paid up front for the ticket yep. online. Yep. Months ago. Yep. Right? So it, it's it's things like that 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 has to go into mind and then as far as the cafe, I don't know what the actual business model of the cafe will be. Is it going to be coffee? Is it going to be drinks? Still, like, you know what right? I mean? Like you're still talking about a uh, um a cafe that's that's open to that community. Right, which which gonna bring traffic no matter what. I like a good cafe. I like a good coffee and you know muffin or whatever that you got going on. Let let me open up my laptop and 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 dine here and just enjoy it and, yeah. and move about my business. Like yeah. I just I don't know, man. And and what really got under my skin is how the media just basically jumped down Dave Chappelle's throat. It's almost like they wait, was waiting for a small inkling of, you know, uh, something to react to. And narrative changes happen, you know, and it, it's the nature of the game. 
And it's up to us as, you know, consumers to actually do our research and go from there. 100%. Um, I saw someone post online about it. So when I first saw it, I saw it on Twitter in the middle of the night. Okay. That's, that's when I shot it. Okay. Then um, that same person posted on Facebook and someone just like read him his fucking rights and was like just... It was like thesis statement after thesis statement. Oh, it, it got very depressing, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm deflated. Like I can't keep reading this shit. Right. But the person was was proving their point, but it was like they were just being they're just being disrespectful with it. But in the same aspect, um, you know what he was saying was like, hey, you know, you got to do more resources versus just checking one article when it comes out. Hundred percent. Which is true. Yes. You know. Um. So with that. You know, we'll see how it goes. I, I do still stand against it a little bit just because of the really? fact that I okay. think that, um, you know, what it's $300,000 homes, right? Right. That's like the community that I fucking live in. Right. You know, I'm not saying that crime is going to rise or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what it is is that you're going to have a working class of people that's going to come in there and... Only thing they want is just peace and fucking tranquility. Yeah, I'm I'm standing with Dave Chappelle on this because I feel like three hundred thousand dollars isn't or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to me doesn't fall under the uh, affordable housing branch, right? It doesn't fall under that. So, um, if it's yes, it's affordable housing. Who are who are we moving into this community? Who's going to benefit from the affordable housing? I don't want to pull a raise. I I mean I got to. It's not going to be you and I. It's going to be other groups of people that moves into this two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollar homes. Okay, right? so why not have the fucking diversity? Because I remember I asked you the question. As far as like what was the makeup of the town, and it's predominantly white. Predominantly white, and I about, think it's going to stay predominantly white. You said it's like what about like five percent black, and then it was eighty-two percent uh, white, thirteen percent black. I want to say it was five percent Asian, yeah, or something like that. So, so you know, with whatever the, the the demographic makeup is, you know, it's going to get more diverse. You know what I mean? And diversity is good. Like, come on now. But it wouldn't be diverse if it wasn't affordable housing attached to it. Probably, well, if the houses, if they built houses that were like damn near, you know, close to a million dollars, then I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I can't answer that question. I got to figure out what's the guidelines and what it falls under to be affordable housing. I, I would definitely think that's definitely state to state. Yeah. You think each state have their own regulations? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that should be federally mandated across the board. Maybe not. I don't we'll know. Because I, I feel know. like that's a large amount of money um, to discuss on. And I think $300,000 in Texas is completely different than $300,000 here. So that's why I feel like it should be Agreed. federally mandated. Like, based off of your income of your state and then go from there, right? So I feel like maybe, hey, we can say $300,000 is affordable housing here in this area or in my area, because the houses down there is like five hundred to almost a million dollars, depending on where you are. I mean, my home now, because like when we got it, it was like what? Three? Don't brag! Don't brag! I, 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 <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, Go ahead, I would, brag. Go ahead, brag, because that's black excellent right there. Go but ahead, no, brag. like I, I would wish that it was still considered affordable housing, but the the worth of of the house now, in, in a quick three years. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, let, we're going to take a pause here. We're probably going to go into the black history fact, Yee-hee. and then we'll come back from this. Peace. What's up, DNA's family? This is your boy Los coming at you with another Black History Fact for the week. This Black History Fact goes out to Proper Noir, which stands proud as the first Black-owned female skate company in the business. Since the brand inception in 2012, Latasha Stone brand has disrupted the skateboarding landscape, which is usually viewed primarily as a young male-oriented sport. Latasha aimed to banish the stereotype and orchestrate the beginnings of new dawning. 
Her brand empowers, uplifts, and showcases women, especially women of color, to jump on board and skate. Proper non-mission is to nurture in a true sisterhood at a skate park, whatever the race, age, sexual orientation, and a community of like-minded women. Latasha sees the skateboarding as a movement, an art form, and a genuine avenue of creative expression. Proper Nar is placed and indulges in skateboarding and apparel, pieces that you can feel represented by, and animated accessories. All Latasha's creations are 100% original and leveling and curated. Despite the lack of open opportunities for women skaters to get recognition and sponsorship and deals, Proper NAR has set the bar high by backing groups of super talented ladies on their skateboarding journey. Her groundbreaking efforts haven't gone unnoticed. PG immensely is proud to have features in Beyonce's Black Pride directory of black women-owned businesses. This tremendous accolade was a pivotal moment for the brand. It speaks volumes about PG intentions for global domination. PG continues to dispel myth and cover new grounds and set the tone for the next generation of black women in the skateboarding arena. Shout out to you, Miss Latasha, and great things for Proper Nar. Go ahead and check them out. That's your Black History Fact of the Week. Peace. Most coming. Season four with the heaters. Yo, what's up? Did you hear about the Whoopi Goldberg thing? No. 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 Yo, so she got suspended from the View for two weeks. Oh, Whoopi. So she said she made a comment on the View about Holocaust not being about race, and and the entire Jewish community like went ham on that shit. And you know, rightfully so. Most of the, yeah, it depends. No, rightfully so. Okay. That's like saying, you know, slavery wasn't about race or anything like that. Well, I mean, I guess I can find you some evidence where other races were slaves. No, no. No? See. All right. But the Holocaust is a bad thing. And it's one of those taboo subjects that you cannot talk about. Just like, you know, white people talking about slavery. You know what I mean? Like, these are the weirdest thing about this, right? It's like. Because, like, remember, I think uh, Deshaun Jackson got in trouble. Uh, yeah, I remember, remember that. He tweeted. He tweeted something or he said something and Edelman, like, chin-checked him. And then the whole <laughs> Jewish community was like, yeah, man, fuck that. Right? right, right, right. But it's the same thing. Like, you know, people say ignorant shit. Yeah. And also, my thing is, well, let, let me just touch on that. Then I'll get Yeah, get the yeah, point. 100%. People say ignorant shit and they don't know the facts. Right. And so you're telling me Whoopi Goldberg don't know the facts about the Holocaust. I, I said I, I was going to touch on it. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I jumped the gutter that You one. did. But my, my thing is, is that um, I think that we have to understand that the Holocaust is just as bad as black people going through slavery. And black people in slavery is just as bad as going through the Holocaust. But Drew. But no, there, there is no putting... A position on each matter they are the same but drew one would argue that 400 years of slavery compared to what 20 of the holocaust but people being put in concentration concentration camps being literally stripped of their entire dignity and burned alive right? burned alive damn near you know losing all sanity and having god knows what done to them right you know what I mean? And, and that's my thing. Fact, right? That's my thing. 100%. They're both equal. There's no there's there's no one thing that tops each other. Right? Okay. Okay. And we as a society has to have to go through um our everyday lives with that mentality. Okay. To all my Jewish brothers and sisters, I am so sorry for what your ancestors went through. 100%. And I hope that they feel the same thing about my ancestors. A hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the only way and the only thing that it needs to be. Now, getting to Whoopi. All right. Whoopi, in my opinion, I feel like at a point in time, because she's said some very brash shit that's pissed off a lot of people on The View. She is the... uh, She's pro-black. She's pro-black, right? Um, But she is the... What's the word I'm looking for? The... The... Troublemaker? I don't, want, I don't want to call it troublemaker because that's a negative Stir connotation. Stir the pot, Stir radical, the pot. whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. it on so, the show. And, and, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Because like, that's what you need to help stir it. Like, 
look at first take, look at fucking undisputed, right? right like right, in sports, right. it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what creates viewership, and that's what creates people to keep coming back. But the thing is, is that you know, going back to what I just said, you can't sit there and speak out on something that your family or your family ancestry hasn't gone through or or has experienced. Ooh, but one, you just said they were the same, Drew. We went through that. Our family went through, you know. Not, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Just throwing. I, I, I give what you're saying, but like there. what I'm saying is like our Whoopi's go Whoopi Goldberg's ancestors. Yeah. Yes, were they slaves? Yes, were they a part of the Holocaust? I don't think so. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? So like to comment on the Holocaust is something that you kind of need to be on eggshells about. Right. Right. And I do think that at you know she probably was sincere. And her delivery got misconstrued and taken out out of context, right? Because it happens all the time. Oh yeah, we just talked about we, it with exactly. um, Dave Chappelle, exactly. But she said so much shit on the View for years <laughs> that they said, "All right, we're gonna nail this bitch to the cross," right? And that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. In, in my opinion, I really think that you know they finally got her. Do she come back to the View? Yeah, after a suspension, she comes yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. Now the thing is, we gotta watch Whoopi and see. Is it going to be the same old Whoopi, or is Whoopi going to have a new attitude? You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I hope it's the same Whoopi. We'll see. I like I like when somebody you know takes takes their punishment on the chin and they come back and still not be the same person, but still talk about these you know different issues on a different perspective, so like, like Whoopi uh, does, like uh, Leon Harris with a uh, channel Channel Four. Was it Channel Four or Channel Nine? One of long time black anchors, black man anchor. You ever heard about this? <laughs> no, never heard of it. So Leon Harris, um, he's on one of the new channels locally. Okay. Um, legend, right? Yeah. Um, and he's been having less time on the air. He's been like in the studio and doing like interviews or okay. doing his stories. But um, he got put over for DUI in Montgomery County. Sheesh. No, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. One person made a comment on air. The other one was just drink driving. Like, I feel like. You know, drunk driving, like, that's something you do in your younger years. And as Touché. you get older, you just, you, 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 you can't be doing that shit. You can't be doing it, dog. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't be doing it. Cause you put, you got too much at risk, right? You're on TV. You might have a kid. You might have family. You might have a significant other to go home to, right? That's just a level of, uh, to, to continue to drink and drive after, I say what, 28, 29, 30. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, like, come on now. You got to kind of, you know, figure out your placement and where you want to go Chill from there. Out. Yeah. Yep. I got you. And, and got flow, you. flow smooth. I got you. But yeah, I just want to play devil's advocate. Make it more local. <laughs> but anyways, um, speaking of drinking, we'd like to talk about the beer cigar of the week. Hey, drink responsibly. Yes. Yes. That is a thing, right? And um, let's get to the beer cigar of the week, and then I, I, we could probably close the show out on that. Okay. Let's all do right? it. Yep. Must be time for the beer and cigar of the week. But before we do, how about you revive your life? A super supplement that's been around since the dawn of time that's been reimagined for your modern lifestyle. That powerful antioxidant found in the skin of grapes is resveratrol. What is resveratrol? Have you ever heard it to be said that drinking red wine is actually healthy for you? Instead of having to drink 100 bottles of wine just to get enough resveratrol in your system, Vive has concentrated into a nice, easy, alcohol-free capsule for you and it helped with inflammation too. Combined with 100% pure CBD, Vive has all the ingredients to help you live a lifestyle primed for health, wellness, and longevity. Hey Big Los, give the people the website and also the code. What up DNA's family? Go to takevive.com, that's take V-Y-V. And in the promo code, type in DNHpod15 for 15% off your next purchase. Takevive.com. Excuse me. Welcome back to the Dive Haircuts Podcast. It's your favorite time of the week. It's the beer and cigar. We gotta do week. better, bro. It's the beer and cigar of the week. 
He can't even get it out right now. We're at the beer and cigar segment. If you cannot understand what this guy is saying on the mic right now. I'm so, so sorry. We're going to dive sorry. deep into the beer, right? Let's do it. All right. So, get it together, True. All right. So, uh, what we have, so like I said, we're still in the month of February. So, we're still going to be rolling out these Black is Beautifuls. So, what I have in front of you is the um, Black is Beautiful from Blue Jacket, which okay. is out of Washington, D.C. They're literally like four, three to four blocks away from Nats Park. Um, they are now, uh, prior to COVID, they weren't doing any cans or any type of mass distribution or anything like that. Um, and they were just serving beer on site. They never brewed the same thing twice. Their models kind of changed now. Um, shout out to Vernell. Him and his wife had came down here and we did like a double date going to the breweries in really? DC. Okay. It was, uh, in the summertime and, uh, cause they never been to other half and all that stuff. So right, I, right, right. We, we took him and took him to Blue Jack and he was, he really enjoyed it. And, um. You know, they, they're brewing can, cans now, right. doing distro, all that stuff. Because once again, as a brewery, you had one business model, which didn't sustain because of, you know, the old COVID. So, um, getting into the liquid. Um, it is a 10% 16-ounce can. It is a, uh imperial sweet stout with cocoa beans and vanilla beans. Um, they are actually giving their um, proceeds to... Uh, the Bell Project, which is a national revolving bail fund that is critical, that is a critical tool to prevent um, incarnation and combat racial and economic disparities in the bail system. So, I mean, like bailing people out of jail. Okay. Um, so, Los, go ahead and give it your score and tell me, you know, three things you like, three things you don't like. Go from there. This is good. This is good. Um, what's the ABV? Ten percent. Nice. I see. I okay. Um, I like the color on it. Um, I like the color. Uh, we've been drinking this the whole entire episode, so my car- my carbonation kind of died out just a tad mm-hmm. as I babysat it through. You know, because I wanted to save some for, for sure. this segment of the episode. Mine is gone. <laughs> um. It's a powerful taste. Um, not too strong though. Um, it, it it coats the palate well as you sip it. It coats the palate very well as you sip it. It's an imperial stout. Once again, one of my favorite styles of beers from day one of the diapers and haircuts episode. Right? Um, with cocoa nibs and vanilla bean. I definitely taste the vanilla bean. I I always have a hard time tasting the cocoa nibs though. That's just my Chocolate. palate. Chocolate. I do taste chocolate. I taste like a like a Hershey bar in my mouth kind of thing. Yeah. Paul, wait. Whoa. <laughs> Listen, I'm a fat guy first, right? So that that sure you are. It, it, the way how I thought it in my it's head okay. it's didn't okay. come out my mouth the same way. We don't right? judge. It's 2022. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's brewed to support justice and equality for people of color. Beautiful can. Um, I love these black is beautiful cans. It makes me feel amazing. Um, blue jacket. Brewing Company, DC, y'all did y'all thing. Three things that I like is that, one, it's an imperial stout. I, I like that. Two, it tastes like a chocolate vanilla candy bar put together, right? What's a chocolate vanilla candy? Uh, I don't know. Um, Milky Way or something, right? Chocolate vanilla? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably I a Hershey's white chocolate bar or something like that. Nah, I don't get that. I get like a Milky Way kind of taste to it. Okay. My, yeah, because, yeah, I get like a Milky Way kind of so taste to it. So you're thinking probably nougat. Nougat, yeah. That's, yeah. okay, okay. Um, three things, I, I can't, listen, I can't even think of three bad things about it, to be honest with you, man. This is, this is probably one of my favorite, my, my favorite Black is Beautiful beers that we've tried. Nice. Um, uh, just to be a stickler, right? Uh, carbonation could be a little bit better, longer period. But mm-hmm. like I said, I've been babysitting it a little bit. But that's just me, like reaching for a a thing that I do not like, mm-hmm. right? Um, zero to five, I give it an easy four. Okay. Uh, even four. Um, what do you pair it with? I mean, stouts is good by itself to me. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I don't need to pair it with anything. A yeah. good liquid is a good liquid. Good hands liquid. down. All about the liquid. So, Drew? Um, for me, 
yes, I do like this liquid. It's really good. Um, Blue Jacket never really disappoints. They don't really do too many stouts like that. And if they did, I wasn't really drinking them because I was all about their IPAs. Okay. Um, this thing is balanced. Yes. It's good. Um, it is a sneaky 10%. Yes. And then from there, the um, combination of vanilla and cocoa nibs. Um, it definitely makes you think of like a chocolate candy bar, like you said. I think you hit this like on the head with, yeah. with, with the uh, descriptions. Um, I would give it a four as well, too. Yeah. Um, I actually do like the mid to low carbonation because okay. it really brings out that um, that vanilla flavor okay. a little bit. It's kind of like a, a dull taste that just sits on your tongue. Um, if I was to give a couple points that I like, uh, like I said, mid to low carbonation, I do like... Um, I like the fact that it's a sneaky 10% mm -hmm. um, because this is something I would dangerously pound down. Right. Ooh, that didn't sound right. NBC. Sorry. <laughs> He's going to pound town, ladies and gentlemen. And then um, <laughs> um, from there, uh, knowing that, you know, Blue Jacket is kind of one of those hidden gem breweries in the city for them to do something like this right. as far as Black is Beautiful and knowing that they're giving all the proceeds to something great dealing with African-Americans. Um, that would be, be my third. So right. for sure. Uh, the, uh, blue jacket, uh, black is beautiful. 10% Imperial stout is where it's at. Yes. Let's get into the cigar. Shall we? Dun, 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 dun. All right. So what we got, what we have in front of you, this was given to me by my father-in-law. Shout out to Mrs. Davis. Hey, Ralph. This is the Grand Habano Grand Reserve, Grand Reserva. Number five from 2011. Number five. Number five. 2011. Mambo number five. The uh, Grand Habano releases its fourth installment of the Grand Habano Reserva line. The Grand Habano uh, Grand Reserva number five 2011 cigar features an all new blend from age vintage tobacco. Uh, the blend consists of a mix of uh, Corojo tobaccos and Nicaragua and Costa Rica. The wrapper and binder are 2002 Cor Corojo sun grown from Nicaragua in the fillers compromised of a 20, 2005 Corojo from Costa Rica. The Gran Habano is a solid, full bodied cigar loaded with flavor. It's tooted as being a remarkably smooth, earthy, spicy smoke that also has notes of sweet wood and espresso. Nice. So um, it definitely has the cedar wrap around it. It smells very easy and approaching. Definitely get a little bit of sweetness on that. Oh, this is nice. Um, you know, my father-in-law definitely goes out to certain places and picks up like the uh, cigars in, in a packet, like the the family of mm -hmm. the uh, of the maker. Right. And um, he never disappoints with, with his cigar selection. So this looks like a like a like a um like a cedar wood like they what's the word I'm looking for like. The, the countertops or whatever, when they have it like a, a wood table and it's like mm -hmm. finished real mm -hmm. nicely, that's how it's wrapped and it's yeah. beautiful. So good things. And also, you know, to the, the folks that, that's uh that's listening. So yeah, episode one, episode two, we didn't do a cigar. We're so sorry for that. You know, a little bit of ring rust. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're shaking it off, um, but we should be getting back into our stride Let's going forward. It. So, um yeah, so this is some 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 good cigars and, and good beers. The uh, Grand Reserve, Grand Reserva 2011. The uh, Black is Beautiful in collaboration with Weathered Souls and Blue Jacket out of Washington D.C. They're 10% uh, stout root with cocoa nibs and vanilla. Uh, one hell of a beer cigar of the week. Yes, and I think they might pair well together. I do, I do. So. If you ever out there and you're looking for a Blue Jacket Imperial Stout, get that and get the Grand Reserve 2011 and see if they pair it together. right? I miss him, yeah. man. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. So, this has been your Beer and Cigar of the Week. So, Los. What's up? Ready for another show. So, as a final thought, you know, we said after the Beer and Cigar of the Week, we'll talk about drinking responsibly. Okay. So, this is something that I've had people come to me and was like, oh, well, you know, you're going to be hustling beer to the community, you know, right. and what do you think at this, that, and the third? And it's like, well, I'm here to serve, you know, a product, libations and all that stuff. It's perfectly legal because I'm paying hella, hella taxes on it. Right. But my thing is, is that um, we have a responsibility to, to make sure that people are conducting themselves in, in a 
enjoyable manner. 100%. And also making sure that the environment uh, for other patrons is pleasant as well, too. Right. And once when that line gets crossed, you got to go. Facts. You know. And it is not my responsibility. Although, yes, it is the establishment can get heavily fined mm-hmm. for someone going out and getting into a, to a severe accident and stuff like that. Yeah. But these are things that, you know, that is on the establishment, but you as an individual need to have some form of responsibility as well, too. Right. So where can they find us at? Ooh. Uh, for me, Andrew Dill. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, Django Nerd. D-J-N-G-O underscore N-E-R-D. That is for uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My bad. And then uh, also, as far as the brewery is concerned, you can find us uh, libcobeer.com. www.libcobeer.com. From there, uh, it will be libco2021 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm going to drop a nugget on you. Liquid Intrusion Brewing Company is on Untapped. Hey. So, go to Untapped, Liquid Intrusion Brewing Company, and you'll find us. And you'll find our core four beers in there as well, too. Nice. Stickers are on the way. So when you're on the website, sign up to the newsletter under the contact section. Uh, just leave your name, your number, and your email. We'll be sending a newsletter out closer to the end, end of the uh, end of, of the month. And if you are able to be there in time to get a, a sticker, you'll get a core four complimentary gift. Nice. Los. What about you? I am on IG as Big Los underscore seven zero three. That's B I G L O S underscore seven zero three. And then Facebook, you can find me under my name, Carlos Murray, right? Um, my Twitter and uh, TikTok is coming soon. It's coming back up. Um, give me about two or three weeks to get that up and running back to where it was before. But yeah, where can they get in contact with the Diapers and Haircuts? As for the podcast, DNH Podcast, Diapers and Haircuts Podcast. DNH Podcast, that's for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Got any questions, concerns, want to be a part of the show? Uh, anything that's over 30 characters. Any comments, concerns, recommendations, beer recommendations, cigar recommendations. Um, email us, dnhpodcast2019 at gmail.com. Once again, dnhpodcast2019 at gmail.com. And this has been it for the third episode of the fourth season. Hey. We appreciate you all so much. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe us. Be a friend and tell a friend. And until then, we will catch you next week. To the moon, Los. We're going to do this all year long. Hey, let's do it. We appreciate you. May the liquid always prevail. And also, on a DNH tip, peace, love, and crop circles. Do it one time for me. Yee, yee.